0: Hey friends, before the show, I'd like to plug the store of our friends at Terracotta Distribution. At their storefront, shop com. You'll find a wide range of Asian DVDs and Blu-rays from Kim Kidak to Jackie Chan from Ho Shen to Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell aka The Japanese Evil Dead. This was even put out on a limited run VHS, folks. New titles are being added regularly and if you go to shop.terracottadistribution.com and enter the discount code POFN 10. That's POFN10. This gives podcast on Fire Network listeners ten percent off at checkout. The discount code is POFN10. And visit shop.terracottadistribution.com for more and let's get on with the show. Welcome to What's Korean Cinema episode 51 on Innocent Thing. The, The director of Volcano High goes back to school but throws out the fighty fighty stuff in favor of the psychological teachers shouldn't get romantically involved with students erotic thriller stuff in innocent thing from 2014 my name is Kennedy, and with me is uh, Paul Queen of Hangul Celluloid who uh, programmed this uh, sort of uh, director Kim Tae-kyun uh, double bill b- between and across episode 50 and 51 we get uh, two wildly different
1: films and I think that's the beauty of the, the whole idea but you know you can tell whether you agree with me or not by the end of the podcast
0: you know we, we talked to his um, older Movies and it almost sounds like you could draw a line between his uh, *The Adventures of Mrs. Park*. You can draw a line between that and innocent thing, perhaps. Uh, uh, but uh, between *Volcano High* and innocent thing, that's uh, more difficult.
1: Well, like you know, like we said, you, you can not draw a line. You can almost draw a line through all his other stuff and put *Volcano High* to the left a little bit. It's 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 a strange switch and switch back. Interesting, but um things like innocent thing are are far more his forte they are they are what he's made his career on
0: very cool well we'll get into it uh, talk of this uh, 2014 uh, movie but uh, first of all some contact information uh, that you might uh, want to click it click it on as you um, listen to this episode uh, we are located on podcast on fire.com the back catalog of what's korean cinema uh, is there as well you can get the uh, other shows that we do on hong kong cinema on japanese cinema whether live action or anime on sleazy movies uh, we also talk specific uh, uh, hong kong directors on something called a directors series uh, we go through their filmography uh, at the best of our abilities if something isn't available then that's obviously a problem but um, we haven't done one of those um filmographies that uh that are triple digits though no. uh we, we haven't uh, dared go into that kind of series i mean we've done um uh, shows on um uh, the director nam night Choi, who is the director of story of ricky um seventh curse um, those kind of fun movies but uh, then there are like seven or eight movies and uh, he hasn't done one since 1992. don't know if he's even alive uh, we, we keep it to sort of a suitable series length so we won't do like Chang Jie was one of those Shaw Brothers directors that did you know at least a hundred movies uh you know so we won't uh, do them and they're kind of samey if you keep watching all of them all these different Shaolin Temple movies uh he's the director of One on Swordsman for instance so you know so uh, we, we pick and choose our directors in that way. I mean, uh, is context still the reigning champion in terms of uh, he's made the most movies of anyone alive?
1: Very, very much so. And, and to my mind, you know, still the reigning champion in terms of the, the quality of the consistent quality of what he's done. Um, you know, I was talking to a few people the other day and we always, do, you know, sooner or later, you always do uh, So favorite director. And like I said, you know, for a long time, my favorite director was Lee Chang Dong, and I love his early stuff, but um, I don't know if I can forgive him for Burning. And as soon as I saw Burning and wasn't impressed by it, my instant move was to say, actually, it's Imqan Tec, it's him Quan Tec. So that's that's where we are at the minute. He he is a reigning champion in my mind, and it should be in everybody else's. I
0: haven't seen Burning yet, uh, not out of it disinterest because he obviously got some, some big casting in that one with steven yun uh, but it's not an english language movie i gather because uh, steven no, speaks Korea, uh, korean Korea. so um, but but uh, i don't know if it's um, too impenetrable as a movie if it's too odd or if it's simply if it simply doesn't execute its ideas fairly
1: i mean if you want my very brief opinion this is just my opinion the reason i love Chang Dong's stuff was because he was able to get inside female characters and really give them depth and level. And the problem with Burning is it's about mainly two blokes, there's a female character who we'll just say disappears well within the early stages, and the rest of the film is about these two guys and their mistrust, trust, you know, interactions, altercations. Problem for me is that you know I'm a bloke, so I can say this. Men are simple creatures. There's not a lot of depth there, and it really misses out on having a strong female character who you're actually trying to fathom. And that's why it didn't work for me. I think it's too simplistic, simply because of the story based around male characters rather than female. Yeah, Oasis, Secret Sunshine, you know, you you name it. Female female characters with massive depth. Is his thing, and should always be his thing. Hopefully, I'll get back to it soon enough, and I can forgive him.
0: Uh, not, um, not um, uh, angry or frustrated at all, as you can hear, listeners. <laughs> so he's uh, gonna forgive him someday. Just make something new. Soon, soon. The thing is, he's not a frequent director.
1: (laughs) This this is true. I may may have to wait quite a while. Exactly. At
0: any rate, uh, our back catalogue also includes bonus episodes on the website. Uh, We've done some for uh, the What's Korean Cinema archives, including on uh, short movies and uh, even... um, uh, re- American remakes of uh, Korean horror movies and uh, and things like that. If you want to get in touch with us, podcast on fire at googlemail.com is one such option, but otherwise, w- click the social media links available on the site, uh, including. Add one to the Facebook discussion group where you'll find the main chatter about uh, movies and show updates and obviously show announcements and all that good stuff. Uh, I write about the variety of Hong Kong and Taiwanese movies on SoGoodReviews.com. My tweets are available at SoGoodReviews. And, uh, and furthermore, subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, stream us on Stitcher, Radio and Spotify and uh, all that good stuff. So I'm going to hand over to uh, Paul and... Uh, we uh, we're gonna hear his uh, little uh, World Wide Web address that he uh, that he hosts and maintains. So where where are you uh, on the World Wide Web, sir?
1: Most of you probably know me already. My name's Paul. I run HangulCelluloid which you can find out. Funnily enough, HangulCelluloid Go there. You you'll find Korean film reviews, cast, crew interviews director interviews transcriptions of of talks i've given on korean cinema here there and everywhere you want to join my facebook and my twitter please do um you'll find links to both on the main homepage so you know have a look see what you like and you know if you enjoy what we say about innocent thing, pop over and have a look at my essay on the subject maybe you find something interesting in there that we forget to cover who knows
0: Excellent. Uh, indeed, uh, Paul has written a, a piece uh, on uh, the film and um, we'll get to his uh, plot synopsis in a little bit. But uh, first of all, the rundown uh, of uh, what's to come here in the show. Uh, first, we'll talk a little of uh, director Kim tae kyuns absence from directing before emerging here again in um, 2014. Um, we'll have some minor notes on the film's uh, production and reception and we, we then conclude the episode by reviewing and discussing the film. And the uh, timestamps are available in the show post for All that uh, stuff. So, Innocent Thing from 2014, a plot from Paul's review of the film, A Tangle Celluloid, goes as follows. A physical injury having forced him to give up his dream of playing rugby. The character of June Gi, played by Jiang Hyuk, the leader of Volcano High in the flu, has taken a job working as a physical education teacher at an all girl school in order to support his heavily pregnant wife. While uh, easily able to feel and dismiss being the object of uh, numerous hormonal schoolgirl crushes in the course of his uh, teaching activities, uh, because he's a hunk, Uh, one student's student's blatantly overt displays of affection are increasingly difficult for Jun Gi to shake. And despite his intentions, uh, and despite his best intentions, uh, thoughts uh, thoughts of this uh, effervescent, uh, carefree young woman called Young. Un, played by Joe Boa, soon begins seeping into almost his every waking moment. Uh, I mean, as an actress, I mean, she looks absolutely angelic, so I mean, she's um, she's a beautiful woman, but uh, she's an underage character, so uh, he can't, um, and she's a student, so he can't uh, be messing around with her. When a sexually charged encounter with the young femme fatale on a rain-soaked evening places him in a deeply compromising position, Jungi decides he must distance himself from Young uh, un once and for all. Only to find uh, her repeatedly turning up at his home under the pretense of being tutored by his pregnant wife. You've seen this movie before. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. However, unsettled uh, though this makes him uh, feel, it uh, pales into uh, insignificance when compared to the full extent of the young girl's plans. He's a devious one. For oh, yeah. uh, for not only is she intent on making Joongi her very own, but she's also determined to take his wife's uh, place at his side and is fully prepared for whatever steps deems uh, she deems necessary to make her love a reality regardless of how violent or even murderous her actions may need to be. It's it's okay to recycle plots, listeners. I mean, this might have been a plot from a, a cheap direct-to-video American movie or a high-class um, psychological erotic uh, thriller of the 80s and 90s. Uh, you know, So he, he's, uh, he's not tapping into something supremely unique here which makes it approachable of course uh, so after a four year absence from directing I call it absence, it might not feel like absence in uh, the Korean cinema film industry to not direct in four years. Uh, Kim Tae-kyun uh, returned to Korean cinema screens with Innocent Thing uh, prior film was 2010's A Barefoot Dream which was a sports film centering around soccer and all, it was also a Korean-Japanese co-production. That film didn't make a huge dent uh, amidst the local productions that year being the 39th most profitable profitable film at the Korean box office in 2010 it was however selected as south korea's entry for the academy awards uh, but ultimately wasn't picked for nomination so a couple of things would would that be considered would that be considered a blow to him as a as a director at that stage in his career of being you know number 39 or that simply happens to a guy whether acclaimed or not
1: it does simply happen to a guy acclaimed or not. Agreed. But especially in 2010, it's not a blow. It really isn't. When you look at the the sort of quality of films that that were released that year, you know, we've we've got poetry from we, we've already spoken about him. Yi Chang Dong, the man from nowhere. I saw the devil from Ji run Kim ji even no mercy, harmony. Ha, 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 from Hong Sang-soo. These were huge, 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 really well thought of films. So to be 39th in a, in a list of a year's films that were through the roof is less than what 39 would be in a in a lackluster year. So, you know, I'd almost say he took it under his breath and just got on with it. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of, especially since his film itself is it wasn't that big a film in in general terms, even though it was a Korean Japanese co production.
0: I mean, it must have been acclaimed to an enough degree in order to be selected uh, for Korea's pick that year. I mean, it's not like they pick the number one movie and send that to the Academy in America, but uh, you know they they did pick it for consideration, and that must be based on something. So, so was it critically acclaimed, or uh, and, and did you agree with? That this was a suitable selection for Korea, even though it wasn't picked,
1: it's it's very well thought of and and rightly so. I think it was chosen rather than some of the other things I mentioned because a lot of the films that year were kind of controversial in in terms of storyline. If you think, take I Saw the Devil, etc. You know, I mean, whoa, uh, Man from Nowhere, which is you know a hugely violent, great action film. Even poetry has its controversy in terms of sexual connotation. so in in do in putting a film forward for nomination that is both a, an international collaboration between Korea and Japan looks good internationally, and it also is quite accessible in terms of what it does. It's quite an uplifting film. it's quite a binding film. I can understand why it was put forward. I probably wouldn't have wanted to see it put forward and chosen something else, but it would have as, had as much chance as anything else, probably more so, so I, I completely understand. By contrast, you look at his 2008 film, Crossing, to my mind, it was far more deserving of being chosen. It, it tells the story of a North Korean trying to get into the South to get medication for a sick, sick wife, and it avoids the politics, and it just looks at the hardship of life for the north koreans it's it's a very informative and a very thoughtful film and it fits far more with the idea of an academy award or what was thought of as an academy award before parasite um than a barefoot dream so a barefoot dream decent enough i wouldn't have chosen it but i can understand why they did
0: was a barefoot dream more like this feel-good film or or because it's sports and all of that or or was it challenging to a degree as well
1: very very uplifting um down and outs come good sort of film so you know heartwarming uplifting i guess thought-provoking because it is you know a lot between korea and japan which you know they haven't had the best connection over the years and a lot of the, the the actual football things take place in japan so it's almost c- collaborative on numerous levels so yeah uplifting but it's not not necessarily that thought-provoking
0: and so as for uh kim tae kyuns uh, innocent thing here in uh, 2014 um he reunited with his lead actor jung hyuk for the first time since volcano high so obviously um whatever troubles they had making that movie obviously uh, there wasn't a grudge there they they simply worked through their differences artistically and professionally and all of that uh, so they, they reunited here for uh, for something that's probably not as taxing uh, physically as volcano high was with uh, it being very wire heavy and action heavy so uh Jang Hyuk is of course the main lead of the flu which we've covered here on the show uh, Kim tae Tae-kyun actually encountered the script as early as 2007, and then the the research said during a competition, which sounded to me like it, it uh, he spotted it during like a script competition. Or what's your take on that? Yeah,
1: no, that that's exactly what he did. It was it was a, a competition of sorts, um, and he spotted it, and he was he was taken by it, and he he decided to uh, put himself forward. You know to push it. You know, I mean, a lot of his stuff aside from directing he's produced endless amounts of films Um, so that's sort of part of his deal as well and you can see him trying to push a new script and get himself involved in it because he thinks it's worth talking about because it fits with what he does
0: yeah, he kind of liked they he said uh, the script's mix of suspense, horror, melodrama, romance, the themes of love and obsession. So, um, you know, he uh, he set it sights on uh, developing this. And uh, in early stages of development, the film carried the working title Strawberry Milk, which, you know, uh, that's what uh, her character drinks. Uh, and, and it's featured in the script, obviously. But it was, according to research, changed to Fawn, because that's sweet, you know. It's a sweet and soft-sounding drink. As, as the name implies, strawberry milk. It wouldn't fit this movie and what it was examining. And I mean, it's called "Innocent Thing" in English. so I guess these notes refers back to the Korean working title being "Strawberry Milk" and the final Korean title being "Fawn," uh, translated as "Fawn." Or what's the deal there?
1: Yes, very much. And, and as you watch the, you know, the opening title credit, the the Hangul. Korean letter and you see on the screen dot say thorn and underneath in smaller letters it says innocent things so innocent things simply an international title um, thorns the the real Korean title always has been always will be
0: and and as sometimes these things work when translating from Korean to English, you actually get a you, you can get a, um, a coherent English title out of it. You know, I, I've always encountered that. Being a Hong Kong cinema fan, you can't just literally translate Cantonese into English and get a coherent English title out of it. So you need to get something else because uh, the way Chinese or works is that the literal translation just gives you random words. Sometimes, guy firing, try it, bloody war. <laughs> And, and 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 that's like a bit of tomorrow.
1: You know, I mean, in terms of this, I think Thorn does work as a title. I get why why it was called Thorn. I prefer Innocent Thing for reasons that I'll probably touch on later on. I think it it fits very much with how the film hit me, and certainly, you know, formed a big part of the conclusion of my review. But as I said, we'll talk about that as we go through.
0: And the final note, really, on the, its reception, it didn't make much of a dent uh, either in the local box office. It was um, number fifty in terms of local movies um, uh, and its uh, earnings uh, that year. So I mean, you know, may, maybe it's not totally shameful, but it, but it wasn't a top earner. That's the point. So, I mean, I, I mean, these movies sometimes you, you don't need to be a, a a big genre movie to earn money in Korea. You know, the dramatic stuff can make money too. You know, so it's not like it uh, was fighting a losing battle from the beginning. It didn't, this could have been a bona fide top 10
1: hit, I'm sure, too. Totally, totally. And again, just as we did with A Barefoot Dream, I'm going to do it again. If you look at the films from 2014 that Innocent Thing was up against, we had Admiral, Roaring Currents with Chairman Sick
0: that made all the money.
1: <laughs> it made every piece of money ever made in 2014 <laughs> until Ode to My Father with yeah. Wang Jingmin came along and blew socks off everything again. We had The Pirates with Son Ye Jin, which was throwaway, but it was hugely successful because it was so energetic and, and CGI, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you would smaller dramas that, that hit hugely because of their... Astonishing nature like Thread of Lies and A Girl at My Door with Beidouna, smaller films, but they had huge prominence. So what we've got here is a year that it would be really difficult to get anywhere near the top 10. So 50 is not great. But if it had been a year where it was really lackluster, it could have been top 20.
0: It didn't look like the most expensive film to make, either, So hopefully the studio, you know, didn't take a huge loss on it. Uh, yeah, totally, know, so. totally, And I don't know. I mean, it did this is completely unrelated, but like actors like Jang Hyuk, the, does he like can he command command the industry and like require ludicrous paycheck for his work? Or he's one of those actors that uh, you know he's uh, suitably paid and I'm co- co- you know compared to the hitters in the industry that I'm sure rakes in the money.
1: He's very much one of those who. Is, is suitably paid. I, I just mentioned Bae Duna. You know, you know how famous she is, uh, both in Korea and internationally, especially with you know Kingdom at the minute. She, for example, has been willing to to do things like a girl at my door without pay because without it, it wouldn't get made, and she's behind it all. And and Jang Hyuk's of a similar bent. He's he's a lover of cinema, and he'll. Go out of his way as many as many biggest Korean stars will to help by not taking the piss, if you like. Jung Woo Sung's another one where he's invested in films to get them made, uh, taking l- virtually no pay just to see independent cinema push forward. So, you know, th- they're all good guys, and you know they don't they don't bite the hand off that feeds them. Put it that way.
0: Before we go into the review, I just thought of something else. We 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 touched upon it a little when we discussed Volcano High because he's in it, but also here. I mean, what? where is he, you think, Jung-hyuk? Uh, I mean, is he a constant lead in the big movies or does he mix and match uh, or focus his attention on the medium to even small movies? Because uh, I've seen three movies with him now and, he's, and I've seen that interview with him even when he was in his 20s. And he seems like an eloquent guy. He understands... Uh, what his uh, you know the art of acting and uh, the industry and uh, he wants to plow forward and evolve himself and i can certainly see that he's uh he's growing as an actor and he's dedicated to his craft but you know you know he he might not be a top one star but where but where is he in terms of uh, exposure in korean cinema Uh, now
1: he's all of the above if you look early in his career at at things like windstruck with jinji hun and S diary. He was the leading man. He was the big hitter. And he then goes off and does a couple of controversial films where he's just a part player, like five senses of Eros and searching for the elephant. Then he comes back and he's, he's a big hitter again in, in things like the client and the flu. Um, he's a smaller part in films like Empire of Lust. So he's really just, I can't help get the feeling he goes for roles that he thinks are interesting, whether they're big or not if they're if he can be a lead man great but if he's interested in a film he wants to be involved even if he's one of a you know an ensemble so it's kind of it's all over the place And you look at his stuff it's much more context in terms of what's grabbing his fancy rather than am i going to be a big hit in this
0: yeah because i was kind of impressed i mean i'm sure not all Early twenties, Korean actors are are immature punks or anything, but that that interview sort of showed that he 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 takes his job seriously and wants to evolve, and uh, he's you know not in it for for a laugh or anything. And you know, thirteen years on, you 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 sort of see an innocent thing that uh, you know he's working for his wages, <laughs> whether they were great on this movie or not. But you know, he he looks dedicated, a compelling enough actor.
1: I I actually, I quite rate him as an actor. Um, I am jealous of the fact that he does not age, you know, and from 2001 to 2014 and even, you know, 2013 with the flu, he looks as young as he did back in Volcano High.
0: Yeah, yeah. he was, uh, let's do the math here, he might have been like 36 or 37 when he made Innocent Thing. He's 43 now. So, um, you know, Innocent Thing, he looks like a character that's, in his late twenties, maybe.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, he's uh, he's carrying that, but he but he he, he looks like a uh, dedicated actor, and that uh, is something I appreciate. Anyway, uh, let's move over to the review, and uh, for my brief opinion, uh, this uh, was a new viewing for me, which was interesting because uh, I got to view two different filmmakers volcano high was my first view of kim tech Hyun, and here he is again and it's nothing like it and i like contrasts in directors like that that they can execute in different ways but uh, as for the film uh, despite being this familiar thriller and even erotic thriller it's part of a template that's been done in america and elsewhere he, he, he mostly navigates the trope and the cliches quite confidently without being excessive stylistically. It's quite a simple, straightforward film. And all of, the, all, all of that engages. Uh, thankfully, despite being a two-hour movie, there, there are a few uh, late-breaking surprises that uh, means that he involves more than just his two leads. And I think that's a very key thing to maintain momentum for two hours. Uh, so there, there's, uh, you know, compared to Volcano High that couldn't maintain momentum for two hours, here's a script structure that is way better. Uh, I mean, we, we're, we're comparing so different movies, but, you know, we, we talked about it last episode. And here is a, a case for uh, that uh, the thread is apparent all throughout and the surprises add to that. So I thought it was uh, quite an engaging Uh, watch uh, sometimes trips on itself in terms of cliches and tropes but not that much at all so well we'll we'll get into it there so in in short uh, what did you think of uh, innocent thing
1: i chose innocent thing because i really rather read it yes it's it's familiar you've you've seen similar stories before but kim tae kyun from my point of view actually takes things to a new level in terms of empathy for characters throughout the film you know at, at first i felt enjoyment of a familiar story but as it went through i started to feel pity for one character then another then back again you know I, i'd feel i'd feel a lot of pity for joe boraz um young her little character as she's realizing that, that things aren't going to go the way she wants them in the early stages. Then you feel sorry for Jang Hyuk's character because it's all going horribly wrong because he couldn't, you know, keep his eyes to himself. And I spent a lot of time feeling awfully, awfully sorry for his poor wife played by Sun Sun Woo. Um, But when it comes down to it, none of these characters are innocent. And I think the way he switches, switched my certainly character empathy and and switched my feelings between them, kept it fresh, kept it alive, familiar though it was. And I loved the way we knew it was going to move from erotic relationship to thriller to major psychological thriller. I could feel it coming but I thought it flowed really well it didn't in terms of that it didn't it didn't jar it just moved and there were surprises in there
0: I re- I really thought that was to its uh, advantage because it's it quickly gets going with you know we get a full sort of psychological view of how her character uh, uh, Jo Boa uh, her character, he, she's a manipulator from frame one. And that, that always makes me, okay, don't drop all your ideas in minute one. You have 119 to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because he starts to involve, let this become more of a uh, triangle drama with uh, the switching sort of viewer allegiances, if you will, as you describe. we won't spoil them. You know, it was apparent that he very much was in control of his template here. So he wasn't just trying to poop out like a Fatal Attraction or a Poison Ivy or, or a Single White Female type of thing yeah, yeah. and be done with it. Uh, because there, 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 there is attention to uh, to character design and detail here. And uh, I never really had a problem with with the tropes other than in a moment or two, I suppose, because uh, he, he works those tropes uh, as this lovely, lovely Beautiful young woman, joe Boa, who, to my surprise, uh, mainly is a TV actress, she's done this movie.
1: I mean, she's she, she's actually most. There's a, quite a recent TV movie or TV series called Forest that she's been a part of, and that's sort of met her name. You know, other than that, even people that have seen Innocent Thing would just probably remember a gorgeous young woman who's quite talented, but not even know her name. So, I. Uh, interesting
0: and she possesses that um, you know uh, angelic devious manipulative sort of mixture that's required of her and uh, and also by the way she's 48 years old <laughs> no she's not she's 28 uh she was 22 at this time so and so yeah I really ha- had no problems with that I was just uh, sort of on oh my guard a little bit they're like you got a balance you got a balance here because if you fall down trope pole then you're in trouble uh, if you don't believe in what you're doing. If you're just doing it with uh, half of your attention turned on. But Kim tae Hyun really isn't doing that. He's quite focused on m- making this uh, good, you know, because uh, the marriage is a little rocky, of course. Uh, Jang Hyuk's character is not comfortable at the family social gatherings. It seems like his wife comes from, rich, uh, from a rich family, and he certainly does not, so he is, uh, you know, pretty... Pretty depressed about this uh, situation. He's amidst the elite, and he gets to hear it too. Essentially, that is not uh, living up to a standard that uh, is expected uh, out of him. And uh, they, they they have good um, him and uh, uh, the wife uh, Sunwoo Sun. They have good interaction. Uh, you know, uh, uh, as they do common things like uh, shopping together. You know, you know, it's not lovey-dovey
1: boring in fact f- from his character's point of view
0: exactly and uh and, and then balance that with the edgy as uh young makes her advances he has to be courteous but not over friendly he rejects the strawberry milk that she offers him uh, he calls her a kid for liking the color pink hoping that she'll divert her attention away so he needs to be a little sl- slightly unpleasant because he's uh He's a professional. And that edge, Paul, I think, uh, is nicely played, just like a latter scene where he uh, is buckling her seatbelt as he is with the young student, and she says, uh, uh, her eyes are closed, it's okay to kiss me. And and I think he does that edge very well without going, Mm. you know, Uh, there's no audio, visual sort of bumping. Uh, He keeps his frame very straight and just lets it play and creates edge that way. And I think that is something I admired, that he he, he doesn't do much. Kim yep. tae is not a flashy director here. I don't know if he if was ever a flashy director outside of Volcano High, but um, I'm, I can merely examine what I have here. And he's using... He's creating great edge without doing much other than focusing on character and mm-hmm. acting and beats and getting those right. So so I was wondering if, uh, if you know if he's been... Uh, excessive with his uh, visual and his uh, his audio visual sort of bumps in movies Where well. has he always been this straight and in control of his stuff
1: yeah and i mean that that's part of uh, another part of the reason why i chose innocent thing because it is recent um and it's noticeably similar in his way of understating things and letting letting offset comments and even just offset looks set the tone and set the edge. He's he's very good at it, which is why if you see whichever of his films you see first, whether it be Volcano High or this, the other one will shock you because it's so different. If you look at the rest of his stuff, this is sort of par for the course. It's what he does and it's what he does really well.
0: How do you think he um, navigates the beginning of that relationship between uh, Jang Hyuk's character and uh, Joe Boa? Because it's supposed to have tension but not do the work for us. Again, he's not uh, you know manipulating us and our feelings. He just lets these encounters you know they have inherent tension. So why push more than that? So, uh, how, so how do you feel it works in this movie?
1: I think it works like a charm. I, I love the fact that from the very outset it appears that she's the predator. As much as a, a teenage girl could be, you know, she's got a major crush and she's not taking any prisoners, you know, even right through to when she sees another girl kiss the teacher um, in a, an off school situation. And, uh, you know, she's she's predatory. She's she's not happy about it. But as it goes through, you realize she's just, she's utterly naive and she's completely out of her depth and she just doesn't realize it. And the problem is that he doesn't realize it either. I think it's so their lack of understanding of what they're getting into or what they might get into just keeps that edge flowing beautifully. I'm, I'm going to very briefly jump and I'm not going to give a spoiler away, but at the very, very end of the film, there is a, a final scene that, that resets. Everything for me, innocent thing, is obviously a description of something. And it was only at the very end of the film that I was able to say what I thought that innocent thing actually was. And and that came from those switching perspectives, those shifting pities, and that final scene of someone sitting on a bench.
0: Yeah, that was a surprising um, coda for me that I really took. Too hot. Um, I, I was almost afraid that, that this is not spoiling it either. That uh, okay movie, you realize you're over, right? But then he displayed that nope, this is in, this is integral. And um, but then it's over, <laughs> so it's not like it's five endings in a row or
1: anything. No, just simply, you know, on that that note, there is there is that constant thing that Korean cinema does, a lot of cinema does. where as the credits roll, you get that extra little coda that changes everything and I think it's beautifully done and I think it makes for what this film is actually saying.
0: And and you verbalized uh, it quite well that those changing perspectives and changing sympathies because what I was worried about is that she is too great of a manipulator and a predator that it becomes just too unrealistic, she's too good, you know uh, I was afraid that was going to happen because it's a very common trap for thrillers of this kind that uh, these characters can get perfectly integrated into uh, into lives and situations uh, cause accidents and tragedy and shit like that uh, yeah. the movie avoids that because it does change its uh, tone and, and uh, and direction, uh, as we yeah. talked about without spoiling it. Uh, if the movie would have depicted her as this perfect psycho that they shot eight times and then she rises again and tries to stab <sighs> the character, you yeah. know, that would have been, oh come on, I, I mean yeah, I, I saw this in Poison Ivy 3, <laughs> so yeah, I don't need it in this one again, but he avoids all of those uh, trappings uh, you know, it's infuriatingly tense uh, because she she has manipulation down at one point she has to wear his rugby jacket i suppose and she says the zipper isn't working try oh try it again it doesn't work you know it's so infuriatingly tense and uh and it's an area he shouldn't get into because uh She's underage as well, so I mean, this movie is controversial per definition because we're dealing with uh, an adult and someone who's underage. But um, I'm sure Korean cinema have been even more inappropriate. So you know, Lee Chang Dong did a movie where the you know a, a person with cerebral palsy got raped. So you know, there is that. <laughs> so you know, and I mean, I
1: I I am aware of that, and we we talked a little bit about this in the lead up to this this podcast, but. You know, I I do see her as still as a, a young woman out of her depth rather than a child. I don't. Yes, it's inappropriate because he's her teacher or whatever. But I never it never occurred to me particularly that we're looking at anything that inappropriate. I think I think it's more the context rather than an age thing. I think she's sort of probably certainly she's under the age of consent certainly but i think she's over over mid-teens at least so it's not a case of you know teacher and child or anything but as such i think it's more powerful for that because it's it's inappropriate from everybody's point of view even his but not hers because she sees nothing wrong
0: she is quite remarkable in a familiar role joe boa you know, playing the angelic and the devious and the manipulator and the sexualized character to a degree, and, uh, and it's scary also to a degree. But then, yep. you know, she has her emotional turmoil, as we briefly touched upon, but won't spoil. And I'm just theorizing, but I'm sure Kim Tae Hyun was aware of how immensely this can go
1: wrong. Bound to be. Bound to be.
0: Because she can be this perfect psychopath and it just falls flat as a pancake and she's she's just this beautiful young woman playing the perfect psychopath and we don't get that much more out of the movie, but as a matter of fact we we do and uh, it, you know, uh, as she immerses herself into uh, his life and into his home and uh, he has a momentum going through his uh, story beats that works uh, very well for me uh, and uh, you know you go at points like no 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 oh no oh, oh no oh no not now the wife is here oh my god she's pregnant as well no no i mean come on dude dude don't do that so you yeah. you 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 get a little uh, involved and in verbal um uh, like that, uh, that yeah uh, yeah you do you do um uh, because you know they're, they're all flawed uh, as you said uh, you know it's a, it's a minor spoiler but the wife gets involved and she gets her development too she's, uh, she's not an angel in this uh, story necessarily and far and, from far from and that's what I mean I, I thought that was going to be a side character that I didn't, that didn't get, get to do much other than walk with her pregnant belly and uh, and, and be be the wife but I'm, I'm glad they all invo- invo- involved them so it became a triangular uh, totally. triangular thing I mean he's a uh, if we go to Jang Hyuk, he's quite effectively stripped of demeanor and even dialogue there. There's like a pressure cooker situation going on here because in some scenes, he's just a shell of a man.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I thought that was um, one of the more challenging aspects of the movie. In some scenes, I almost thought, but did, and did, did, this might not be me paying attention that much, even though I liked it. It seems like some scenes are borderline dream sequences because it almost seems like he's he's just empty, but he's always with her. He's always near her. No one's there, and she seems to have him, uh, you know, have a string attached to him, and she can pull him whatever she likes. Um, I, I don't think there were dream sequences, but there were a few things where he's just um, there's nothing going on there. There's nothing in it which is tragic if it's all reality that he's, uh, he's given up.
1: I think that's that's something Kim Tae-kyun should be really proud of. And I mean, there there was, aside from Jang-hyuk's character, there was a, a scene, which he's involved in, admittedly, where something takes place and we keep flashing back to another character. And, you know, I was sitting watching, is this real? Is this mm-hmm. in her, her mind? Is this real? Is this real? And we eventually find out what's the case. But I love the fact that I, myself, you know, having seen the film several times, was still, that still came to mind could, you know, this could be real, this could not be real. And I think that whole, is it a dream, is it not? Uh, or is it a nightmare, is it not? Is is beautiful throughout. And I agree with you, there are several of those moments, and they work like a charm.
0: And, and therefore he gets away with a little bit of wide-eyed acting uh, from, um, in particular, her Boa, as she just relishes that, uh, Got him, you know. I'm under his skin, and I've got him. Um, because he, he does throw that wrench into the reality perception of it all, that he can work in some bigger acting moments there without it uh, derailing uh, the film. And uh, and then he can touch upon elements of of tragedy and abandonment, you know, in terms of the perspective of the wife and um, that w- what she discovers uh, throughout the movie. And uh, I'm very glad that the structure bleeds into the wife's perspective having to deal with her too uh, because in these movies it's always like no one believes the main character no one believes the main character until the ending but she sees it too she gets a taste of this uh, young girl's uh, manipulative side too yeah we was we, we to the movie's credit that ah, okay that was a nice little left turn to keep us uh, away from uh, pure familiarity
1: and I, I also love the fact that on more than one occasion, if you take the two female male characters, or female characters, they're having interactions. Both of them know exactly what's going on in the other one's head, and neither of them outwardly say anything about it, really. And I think that's gorgeous, and it just oozes something that's going to blow. I, I think it works fabulously.
0: And my final note, and it's... It might veer into spoilers, I'm going to try and say this. Uh, uh, the only things I had a little bit of a problem with uh, is the ending. There, there, there's a few beats here, a few events that that, that do go into that fact that she's way too perfect at what she does as a as a psychopath. I suppose I appreciate that the mo- that, that the movie... Goes the route of not pulling any punches either. It it goes into quite heinous potential darkness towards the end. You know, even if they stretch the darkness to some un- illogical and unthinkable uh, levels. I mean, the journey is worth it. I mean, it, it it's not a documentary. So, but but I had I had a few problems with a few beats that I mean. I mean so so as I said, the journey is worth it. it, it the the strongest moment is the one that. Uh, Paul, uh, single out uh, again. We, we won't discuss it more. Uh, other than it's a it's it's a coda. You know, when you think you're you're fading out, and you can you can go up, uh, get out of your seat, and have a pee. No, there's a crucial scene at the end of it that I really thought stood out, and uh, it made it real. It made you emphasize, and uh, it's it's the kind of coda that usually takes place after the ending credits but we never see it it's you it's the kind of coda where you think well what what are the um long-term consequences for characters after going through these things and it's a really nicely played raw scene that speaks to the technique that kim tae has utilized in his movies that almost pl- just place the camera light it properly but we're not gonna interrupt the moment for totally. for flashiness here. So just we're just gonna look at something here, and it's gonna be immense for those who uh, who took the time and and explored the, explored the movie and uh, took on the journey. Uh, so for that, that was a real standout uh, uh, out period to uh, to a journey that was well worth it.
1: I'm really glad you feel the same way as I do about that because that final moment. I, I started watching it and I started writing the review, this is a fair while ago, and I had an idea what I was going to say, I had an idea where I was going to go, how it was going to switch and when I saw that last ending it not only made me change what I was going to say, it also made me re-watch the movie and go in a completely different direction it it had that big an effect and I think it's a, a very very powerful moment that makes the film a lot more worthy than would otherwise be the case
0: so I'm at the end of my notes, and uh, so before we do the availability, let's throw over the poll again if you want to mention any uh, other specifics from uh, the movie. So the floor is yours.
1: You may see this as a very familiar story. There is depth enough to this film to make it wholly worthwhile, and familiar though it is, I highly rate Innocent Thing. Give it a shot. You've nothing to lose, and enjoy deciding where your empathy really lies.
0: And as for availability of Innocent Thing, it seems like the only release was a 2-disc special edition out of Korea on DVD. It wasn't on Blu-ray. And that that is now out of print. Uh, I saw second-hand copies in the 30 US dollar range, but that that wasn't for the Korean release. I saw a Malaysian release, which I hope was legit. But um, it's going to be English subtitled, uh, I believe. So if you can get it in, if you're interested in the movie then uh you have that option it is listed on amazon prime so i think it might have been there uh, at least in the u.s but now they say they don't have a um a uh license with the distributor to to sell or stream or uh, the movie but uh, it is listed so i have a feeling it was available at one point digitally and uh hopefully it's going to be um be again so it's one of those that uh, slightly elusive despite being a six-year-old movie but um it uh, it happens, I suppose. You know, it's just the way indeed,
1: indeed, sadly.
0: Do you think she um you know, knowing what you know about her TV career in Joe Boa, do you think uh, she needs to break away from TV or is that a comfortable gig now? Because T V isn't regression. You know just look at uh, Jun Ji hyun, after having done movies. Well, totally. Went to TV and uh, was as successful if not more with a couple of tv series so so, so had well, like, like like what do you know about her career That that's uh, because she's, she's done one movie only as far as i can see
1: very much so and and you know i can't help but feel that she's just decided tv's the thing for her she's getting constant work and maybe she's just decided it's it's where she wants to be at least for the time being i think it's a shame I have no problem with her doing TV, you know, you know, as you say, Jun Ji-hun, Jun do Yun constantly does TV and movies. So does Son Ye-jin and they do it all phenomenally well and are hugely popular and successful for it. I just have a lot less time to watch a lot of TV dramas than I do movies. And I rate her as an actress. I think she, she played her part and I'd like to see her in more films because i'd just like to see her more
0: the multiple award winning t v actress i just noticed uh, almost every no no maybe not every series but like for four or five series she's won she's won uh multiple uh acting awards you know everything from all about my Mum to uh uh, something called "Goodbye to Goodbye" from 2018. Yep. So she's uh, she's considered to be uh, something of a talent. Obviously, they don't give out awards just to willy nilly to, to to any person in TV.
1: Very much so, and I would assume that sort of accolade is going to almost warmer to stay in the TV area. You know, considering the one film she did, it it, it came, it went, it got to 50 in the charts, and let's get her back to movies anyway whether she likes it or not let's force her that sounds very dodgy
0: yeah indeed but she is very fetching and very talented so I think uh, she uh, she wouldn't be typecast as you know the innocent thing girl or anything so, you know I'm sure she has uh, a range that uh, is, uh, is uh, of uh, the elite kind so um, but at any rate uh, we are done for this episode on Kim Tae-kyun's innocent thing for all your podcasts on fire network needs including the back catalogue of what's Korean cinema Podcastonfire.com is the place to go. Uh, All social media links and relevant links uh, are available in the show post. Uh, Rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Stream us on Stitcher Radio and Spotify. And all that good stuff. Uh, Check out our respective writings. goodreviews.com is where I review my mix of uh, Hong Kong and Taiwanese uh, movies. Uh, I've I've stuck to Taiwan for a fair bit. uh, Whether talking these children's special effects extravaganzas, which are really technical showcases. They're not, uh, well, they're they're stupid movies, but they're accomplished movies. But, uh, you know, rural Taiwanese dramas as well, and uh, good old martial arts movies with kung fu fighting gorillas. Because that's the life's blood of uh, a reviewer to to sit down and write. I mean, it was one of my biggest pieces in years talking about... It's a movie called The Shaolin Invincibles. It, it's not even called Gorilla Something. And it features... It's a serious revenge piece, a uh, uh, martial arts movie, and a bad guy has decided, well, the only way to counter two girls out for revenge is to train two gorillas to be kung fu fighters. So
1: that's... What Obviously. We, uh, Obviously.
0: Best movie ever. And uh, it, it's, it's quite accomplished, ironically enough. So, Paul, you, ha- you have to go where the inspiration is and... Uh, Sometimes uh, you think like, well, it is kind of one note that I won't be able to get much thoughts on this. Uh, but uh, in the case of that movie, I was one of my biggest pieces uh, ever. But
1: I, I, I love when that happens when you go in to to do something and think, I don't. Uh, and as soon as you start, it just it just screams out and flows. I
0: mean, I mean, my fear was that I wasn't going to be able to. Uh, to verbalize my how fun this is but as a matter of fact i could and through uh re-readings and proofreading i sort of got it down and i was very proud of that fact
1: totally something to be proud of
0: yeah uh, so uh, check that review out the shaolin invincible starring kata wong and, uh, and a couple of uh, kung fu fighting girls uh, what is it doris lung and uh, and we have a girl's name I've forgotten because her name is Chinese only. But uh, but yeah. Uh, and gorillas. So there you go. Taiwan. Viva Taiwan. So, so goodreviews.com, That's my plugging. Uh, let's throw it over to you uh, to do a final plug for your website. Uh, that includes a full review of Innocent Thing.
1: Yep. My site's com. Uh, pop over there and you can read it. Again, fairly lengthy essay review on innocent thing spoiler free but maybe it'll give you a little pointer to other ideas that we didn't get to mention or we forgot to mention
0: excellent well thank you everybody for listening hope you uh, try and search out the movie because it's worth it but uh, in the meantime uh, we'll be back uh, soon again and uh, i'm in b for what's korean cinema and uh, with me was paul quinn so say goodbye to the kind people
1: thanks for listening guys hope you check it out see ya